You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dylan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Everybody, when they talk about Utah, they say physicality, and they think defense. What do you see when you throw the tape on and look at Utah's defense? Exactly what everybody else is saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're a great team. When I say, especially defensive wise, um, I think they all. I think the coach been there 19 years, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, ni- well, mm-hmm. 19 years as the head coach. That's right. So, uh, you know, they know the system. They know they know how to. They move well together. They move as one. And they're physical. That's, that's, that's the type of game that, you know, that's what it's going to come down to, whoever's the most physical team. So, How many text messages on Saturday night? Man, it was crazy. I couldn't, I, could, I don't even know. I, like, I opened my phone, and my, my phone was, like, lagging because of my, <laughs> because of how many messages I was getting. Because, you know, I had my whole family uh, back in Greenville, you know, the, the Greenville, Mississippi, they all supported me, man. They're all behind me. They've been rooting for me since I was in Mississippi State. They were just going crazy, man, because it was just, it was so, it's such a shocking performance. So, you know, it was, it, it felt great. It was absolutely awesome. Thanks, DJ. Hey, no problem. Do you remember how many yards you had against North Delta the last time you had? 240. <laughs> yeah, 240. And, and, and how many touchdowns? Um, four. So, okay, you had four. So, basically, you need to get 20 carries is what you're saying. Right. You run for hey, 250 I, yards and four <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I just remember that game because I remember my other teammate, uh, Trey Benson. I know if, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's at Florida State doing great. Uh, yeah, I think he had, like, 200, like, 90 yards, and he had, like, four touchdowns with 20 carries. We both had 20 carries that game. So, yeah, we were – it was a 60-40 to 40 game. So, it was, it was an absolute – just show. I just say that. <laughs> was, your, was your son asleep uh, by the time the game ended Saturday? Oh, yeah, he was knocked out cold. Yeah, he was knocked out cold. But he knows, he's going to know he, pretty soon. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to show him. Daddy went good. Daddy did a good thing for you, man. Daddy did good things for you. Did they stay up here or, or were they in LA? Oh, no. So they were back in um, Greenville, Mississippi oh, okay. at the time. But um, they'll be down here in, a, in probably like two or three days. So, so I'm excited about that. Dylan, I'm going to ask a simple question. You said it was shocking. Yeah. You mentioned you called it shocking. Yeah. What was shocking about it? Man, it's just, you know, those type of performances don't come, don't happen often, you know, and especially in the Coliseum uh, where a lot of great running backs are played there, like Reggie Bush. That's the one one that pops in my mind instantly, but just how incredible he was. But, you know, those type of performances don't happen often. So when they do happen, it's rare. So that's why I say shocking. Did you know that you were the Doak Walker National Player of the Week? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, dang. Well, they I know now. That. They announced that this morning. So. Well, look, well, I know now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, when you talk about things like that, don't come that often. Yeah. I mean, even a couple of days removed from it, yeah. does it still seem real? Man, it's unreal. I, I can't I, – I, I told a lot of people I can't really put into words of, you know, how – of such a moment it was. Like, even after the game, I was like – I was doing the interview. I was so like – I was like, dang, I really just did that. Like, you know, it was, it was just incredible. And then, you know, just to have my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, uh, my uncles, my uh, aunt, you know, there to see me witness that was just awesome. How, how, did, how does a performance like that, Dylan, reinforce the, the lengths that you had to go to to get to this point? Man, um, 
Man, it's been a it's been a tale of two stories, man. I tell you that, man. Just coming from Mississippi State, being hurt, and then coming here and you know trying to get my body back right. And like I said, Coach Grubb and Coach Marks, and the whole training staff did a great job of just putting me in the best position to succeed and get my body back to healthy. So you know, this past I think five six games, you know, I've been they've been getting me the ball a little bit more, you know, and uh, I've been doing what I do. Did you battle them at times, thinking you could get oh, more carries? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that was even like when I they was trying to sit me out, where well, they did sit me out versus the Tulsa game. I was, you know, because I'm I don't I hate missing games. I just I don't want to feel like I'm letting my teammates down, uh, you know, and just me not performing like I I'm supposed to or I'm used to doing. It just it kind of that's that's the part that bothered me because I know what I'm capable of and I know like I know my teammates. I don't want to let them down. How does a performance like that not only reinforce your belief in yourself, yeah. but also reinforce the belief that what they're teaching you works and, and, and it's, and it's going to work against whoever you guys play? You just got to believe it. Um, I think the main thing for us as an O-line and O-line group, I'm just specifically talking to the, about the O-line because those, those are the guys that make, the, make it happen. We can't do nothing without them. Like nothing, nothing Saturday would have happened without those guys. So just, uh, just continues to be on top of them. Like we got, a, I, I made a group chat with all of them, all the old linemen, and I always send them a message before the game, just letting them know, getting their, trying to get their mindset right, so we can just know that I'm going to battle with them. Like I got their back no matter what. So yeah. Is it is it hard for Coach Marks to get you off the field when you need a? Yeah, yeah, it was hard. Yeah, like even. Like, I remember I was out because of my, my arm, and I, I was like, man, I'm good. But I had, like, a, a humongous knot on my, on my arm, and it, they were like, oh, my God. They thought it was my elbow that was really messed up, but it was – I had bust my, like, satchel pack. I don't know what they talk about. I don't know what it's called, but it was, it was something. <laughs> but it was, like, huge on my arm. And I was like, man, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. They were like, well, just let us look at it. And it was, I was like, oh, okay, go ahead. So, you know, I, you know me, I'm just trying to get out there and help the team win when any way possible. Happen? I think that was in the fourth quarter when they, found, when they actually saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it probably happened second, third quarter, no, no telling. So. so you weren't even aware of it? No, I wasn't even aware of it. I, I wasn't even aware of it. So I just. It clearly didn't hurt? Nah, no, I mean, pain, no. no, I it didn't hurt until I looked at it. <laughs> I think my adrenaline was going. I was pumped up. You know, I had a lot going on. You know, I wanted to set the uh, set the tone. You know, especially the beginning of the game. You know, we wanted to set the tone, tone that we was we, we were the most physical team. And so I, you know, I wasn't thinking nothing of it until you know, uh, Jory came up. She's like, Dylan, um, what's wrong with your arm? And I looked. I'm like, Oh my God! And it was just. I was like, Oh dang, that looks bad. But it's okay. I'm good. It's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. So yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what really happened. Jalen Polk. Jalen, take me through that through that catch you had against USC where you kind of seemed like you landed a little bit funky, you had to come out for a little bit. Can you just take me through what happened there? Yeah, man, it was just it was just one of those catches where you gotta like go up and sacrifice your body. And you know, I, I understand, you know, the work that our O line and all the guys in the wide receiver room and Mike in the running back room, you know, all those work, the work that got those guys put in. And that's one of them balls where, you know, you're going to have to go up and sacrifice your body. And, you know, for me, I feel like those are the biggest ones, you know, and, and those are the ones you got to go up and you got to make. Can you tell me how much the success of the running game kind of changed you guys' offense and, like, what more you can do with that? Yeah, I mean, we got an explosive offense. So, you know, that, that, 
knowing those guys that's that's in that running back room, it's it's a lot of guys in there that that are real life competitors and, and ballers. So, you know, for this offense, for you know them to be able to capitalize, you know, on the opportunities that they have, it, it's, it's major for everybody on the offense. You know, and, and you know the O line and you know the tight ends. You know, everybody on this offense put in you know countless of work and to 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 make that happen on the perimeter. You know. Uh, inside the trenches and everything. So, can you tell me what you kind of see going up against this Utah defense that often is characterized as very like physical, like tough? I mean, yeah, yeah, they definitely put it on film. You know, you know, the guys are two back-to-back years uh, defending Pac-12 champs. So, you know, for them, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, we know that whenever we step out on that field, you know, we're gonna get their best. So it's important for us to go out there to capitalize on you know, our game plan and, and opportunities. Can you guys kind of see that like light at the end of the tunnel as you guys get like farther and farther into the season and more into November? Uh, I wouldn't really say the light at the end of the tunnel because I feel like even before the season, you know, we are we already we already had a set vision of what we could do. Now it was just about us going to capitalize and, and going to handle business the way we're supposed to. And we knew we knew the team that we had last year, coming off the two losses. So I feel like it's I feel like we all we all knew the vision that we had. Like we say, man, it's it's us versus us. So you know we know when we step out on the field, the only the only people that's gonna beat us is us. Parker Burlesford. You wanna Yeah, I'm gonna grab Parker. Okay. All right. I got I got pressing questions there for Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Back twelve offensive lineman of the week. Tell me about just kind of that honor. What that means to you, man? I mean, it means a lot. You know, growing up in high school, just watching other guys do it, I mean, it just means a lot, especially being a freshman. Yeah, when you think about just kind of where you were when the year began versus mm-hmm. where you are now, it feels like 100 years ago, right, when yeah. you started that first game. What, what what kind of progress do you think you've made? Um, I mean, I feel like I've made a lot of progress, honestly, just playing against better guys and, you know, just, uh, you know, getting to know myself and how I fit in and how I need to fit certain things, you know, just – it's helped me a lot. You know. Huff's obviously, obviously a great coach. You know, always tells me to improve and what I can improve on. Even though I'm doing good things, there's things that can always be better. Is there anything in particular that you feel like you've progressed the most in? Any area of your game where you've made the most progress? Um, I say mainly my pulling. Mm-hmm. I feel like my pulling's always been pretty good just because I'm a faster guy. But I feel like I'm seeing more stuff and I'm seeing, like, just different things that are helping me get on the right tracks. Yeah, the center is always kind of a leader of the offensive line, and despite the fact that you're a freshman, do you feel like kind of a leader on the offensive line? Uh, most definitely. You know, I, I definitely feel like the other guys trust me, and they uh, trust me to make their calls and get us all on the same pace. So, yeah, definitely. Parker, when, when you have a running back go for 256, how big of a badge of honor is that for the guys up front? Uh, I mean, definitely, it's definitely great. You know, uh, DJ ran for 250, and uh, I mean, he already said it. Um, part of that is us, but I mean, he's also a great player. Like, he, he did his thing. So, yeah, props to him. Tell me about Utah and that front seven and what kind of jumps off the page when you watch film of these guys. Uh, you know, obviously, they got a really big, they got a, a solid big D line. Uh, you know, strong guys. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a battle, but I think. I think we can handle it. Yeah, you, we, we've seen some teams move the ball on these guys, including Oregon, including USC. What did they do, you think, to get success against this Utah defense? Uh, I just think being physical, obviously it's a physical team, so you have to be physical already, but I think we're just going to have to be extra physical and try and out-physical them. 
Yeah. Does that get you more fired up to play a game like that? Yes, sir. Yeah. You like run blocking versus pass blocking more? I always feel like offensive linemen like moving downfield more than maybe being back on their feet um, in pass pro. I guess it kind of depends on the play. I think I'm better uh, at outside zone than inside zone, but I feel like I'm a better pass blocker all, like overall. There you go. Well, listen, you're doing a great job of both. Keep it up, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, Parker, just um, I was curious. It's going to be a challenge you know, you go up against a guy like Bear Alexander, and you're just and you're just tug of war, tug of war, tug of war. Is it just the mindset that now you're in November, you're just assuming you're going to have those kind of tug of wars every single game? I mean, uh, yes and no. I mean, I've gone up against a lot of good guys, uh, but <clears throat> I, I just I think I just have always had the mindset of just going there and you know set yourself up to be successful. So just the preparation and everything, just to you know win the battle. I know. I mean, you're clearly removed from Solari, but your senior year, you kind of went through a similar run, just kind of winning the state title, having a run where you're winning a lot of games, having some, you know, you beat Chandler, you beat Hamilton. I mean, you're, you're, you've kind of done some of this already in some ways as far as the team aspect goes. Can you draw on any of that? Are you thinking back to what it was like and, and, and kind of how you would approach things as as kind of the, the stakes get higher and higher? Um, uh I do, but I try not to, if that makes sense. Okay. I, I draw a lot of similarities from that year, but, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a whole different setting. It's college, you know, a bigger, bigger stage. And uh, I just think, I, yeah, I don't know, okay. I guess. Well, I just was wondering because a lot of times people put the high school stuff on the shelf. It doesn't mean uh, anything anymore. But yet you've won state titles. I mean, you've kind of you've kind of reached and, and hit and gotten that brass ring yeah. at the high school level. So I'm wondering I mean, if you if you pass along anything of uh, to some of the other guys that maybe hadn't achieved some of the things that you were able to achieve in high school. Yeah, I mean, I'd say just some of the similarities, I guess, of uh, both are like both were player led, as in like the coaches didn't really have to tell us to do anything. I mean, obviously they helped us, but. It wasn't like the we weren't led by the coaches, if that makes sense. Yep. Like we picked everybody up, made sure we were doing the right things. Okay. The coaches didn't even have to worry about it. They were just coaching, telling us how to get better. Okay. So, Fantastic. Thank you, Parker. Yep. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Took a bandas. They're randomly in the, in the title mix. Yeah. Won a lot of them. Just kind of like one of these teams that 
you, you ignore your own peril because uh-huh. they come sneak up on you. What is it about their style and what they do that they feel? I don't, I don't know. I think everyone just appreciates like the SEC and Big Ten more. No one really like focuses on Pac-12, but we're also we're a Power Five. So I mean, that's you know, it's hard to get into a Power Five uh, school and Power Five conference. Um, but I feel like people shouldn't sleep on the Pac-12, the West Coast, because that's where you know all the talent comes from. Not all from, but California. Like, what, what is it about that that program? <laughs> um, I don't know that much about Utah, but yeah, no. Like like I said, uh, people shouldn't sleep on the Pac-12. Thank you, Jacob. I was just curious, what what was it like chasing Caleb Williams around all all over the Coliseum? I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to get exposed, so I just wanted to keep him contained. I know he was going to do some. I knew he was gonna do a little shift move on me. I uh, I just wanted to make sure I um, kept kept him contained. I don't want him to get out of bounds. So I feel like uh, I did my job, but I should have I should have tackled him. I should have gotten. Him. I was gonna say you probably saw the one play, right? Oh you got yeah. Highlighted. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. He, I mean, he's done that to people. Oh yeah. All the last two years. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I didn't really. Uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Like I, I just I got to him. Like I was. Just, it was. It was really uh, cool. Um, yeah, no, it was. I should have got him, but it's, it is what it is, you know. I'm just, I'm glad I got to him because he, he's a scrambler. That's what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't like to stay in the pocket. So um, I just wanted to emphasize on my running and trying to get to him because he wasn't, he was a scrambler. So that's, sure. so yeah, all practice last week. That's what I was focusing on. It's just uh, strain, straining. Is it different to to go up against a scrambler that still wants to throw as opposed to a scrambler who you know is just going to take off and go? No, because uh, I think well this year we had a lot of uh, scrambling QBs. Uh, um, over the over the teams that we faced, there was a sure. lot of mobile mobile quarterbacks. So this whole this whole season, we've just been emphasizing on straining, getting to the ball. That's what Coach knows, the D line coach. That's what he's been emphasizing us. Um, so yeah, because you never know um, uh, when you're going to make the play. So that's what that's you know I uh, I didn't make the play, but I was you know made it. I could have, yeah. but I should have, could have, would have. But yeah, I'm strain straining really. From obviously from off the sideline, it yeah, felt yeah, yeah. like in the fourth quarter you guys were starting to maybe yeah. not I don't know frustrate him is the right word, but you were starting to get to him yeah, a little yeah. bit. I mean yeah, guys yeah, like Voy yeah. were making their plays mm-hmm. and and you were pressing him in the, yeah, in, yeah, at yeah. the point of attack. Mm-hmm. Did did you feel like that was the case? Did you feel like slowly but surely oh, yeah. you were kind of wearing him down oh, instead yeah. of the other way around? Oh yeah, we want to collapse the pocket. We we wanted to collapse the po- collapse the pocket and make sure for him to scramble because that's when he. Um, He'll scramble and then he'll like one or two checks, doesn't like it, and he'll just take off. That's what uh, we studied on him a lot. And um, I think we did our job on collapsing, uh, getting him strip, strip sack, strip fumble. Um, yeah, so I think we did a really good job. Boys, ETF, uh, Braylon Trice, I think those guys did a really good job. Jake, how, how does this, how does that experience prepare you for another guy who has that scrambling ability in Barnes who, who maybe people don't know as well? And but yet has still done a pretty good job leading uh, a Utah team that is that is obviously still fighting and clawing for for a Pac-12 title. Um, that's a hard question, Chris. <laughs> but I mean, he 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 displays some of the same tendencies. Yeah, 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 he yeah. just doesn't do it with maybe the flair or the dramatics. No, yeah, 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 yeah. And the, you know, he's not a Heisman guy. No, 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 but at the same time, he's super athletic. He can yeah. get in and out. But does he scramble to scramble? Does he scramble to throw? What what kinds of things have you seen, and what kinds of things do you feel like you guys can can maybe exploit? Um, we're uh, well, we're focusing more on the run game. Okay. Um, 
that's that's what we're well, our coach is emphasizing us. We haven't really focused. Well, we haven't really seen that much from the quarterback, but we know in the O line, uh, you know, Sione Vaki, uh, their wildcat formation. That's the guy they got to use. They've been using him a lot. Um, so we're kind of just uh, emphasizing on uh, stopping the run, really. Um, yeah, stopping the stopping the run is the first first thing really is what we focus on and emphasizes. I know in general, Jacob, when you get to this point in the season, it's yeah. just kind of attrition. You just kind of got to stay healthy. Oh, yeah. I know they, they, the the coach is trying to limit maybe some of the things. Maybe you aren't in full pads as much as you yeah, would have been yeah. normally. Things like that. But for a defensive lineman specifically, what oh, yeah. kinds of things do you have to do to just make sure you can survive and, uh, and keep going and, and uh, try to play as as optimally as you can? Oh, that's my favorite question. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this for five years, yeah. and it's my fifth year. Uh, in Seattle, uh, November of Seattle, so I'm kind of getting used to the so I'm used to the cold. Uh, what I'm focusing on is um, a lot of stretching, um, st- laying off a little bit of like the junk food aside. Um, we don't get a lot of sun, so I'm, I'm a lot of uh, nature bounty, uh, vitamin D pills, right? Obviously, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really super focused on like my health because you know I'm not. 10, 11 years old, getting out of the van, go right to practice. I got to, like, take a, like 15 to 20 minutes for a really good stretch because, you know, um, a lot of a lot of injuries happen when people don't stretch. So we're – the team's focusing on uh, our health with stretching and, um, yeah, all those types of I was going to say, and to give people full context, we're doing this inside today, which we rarely, yeah. rarely ever do yeah. because it's absolutely pouring outside right yeah. now. Gotten used to that at all? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, like I said – they always talk about this being husky weather. Yeah, no, this is dog weather, baby. This is dog weather. So uh, we love when it's raining. You know, DeBoer doesn't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything bad, but uh, Coach DeBoer doesn't like the doesn't like when it's raining. So uh, we don't. He doesn't like to play in the rain. So he always takes us to Dempsey, and uh, it's like, damn, well, I really want to wanna, be efficient I with wanna, practice. Because I'm saying that's that's what's gonna happen in the game. You know, when when we're playing against Utah and it's raining, we're not gonna give everything to Dempsey. We gotta play in the rain. So I right. feel like uh, that's what. You know, we should uh, we should do that. And um, but yeah, no, I'm used to the rain. I love the rain, dog weather. And talk about your relationship with Fatui. I mean, you play a lot with him yeah. uh, behind uh, Ulamula and uh, and, and Tuli. Uh-huh. Um, just what? How did? How have you guys developed that partnership over the years? Oh, I uh, Tui is a great mentor. He's a great teacher, man. I, I learned I learned a lot from him. Um, he uh, taught me a few things. Um, yep. Um, uh, like when the O line, like um, he would, O line would call out checks, and he would hear it, and then he would tell us on the sideline, "All right, O line is calling this, uh, QBs are checking that." So that's that's kind of what I picked up on, and uh, I, I started to do a little bit of that. Um, the film, uh, the way the way we watch film, he's a he's a really he's a really good uh, player, and I'm, I'm glad I got to play with him. Uh, it's my fifth year with him, so I learned a lot, and I'm, that's like a really good brother to me. So thank yeah. you, Jacob. I yep. appreciate it. Hey, Chris, you got it. ZTF. What, what do you think of when you see that moment? Yeah, I thought um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was dope. Um, I think it really shows exactly what's going on in this program. You know, um, the board always talked to me as a man before he ever talked to me as a football player, and so I think that's really what showed. Um, I, I know some people feel a little bit iffy about you know uh, like those type of moments being broadcasted, but I feel like you know um, it's a great advertisement of what our program is, and so. Uh, yeah, I love you, Dub, and I'll do it every day to support him, even if it means crying on national TV, I guess. So, yeah. Hey, I'll, to ask a little more lighthearted, uh, first game for this program against Utah since you 
had an absolute monster performance. What do you remember about 2020? Three sacks and the way that this team came back. What do you remember? It's our first game since 2020. Against them, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> we haven't played them in three years. That's crazy. No. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, ever since I've came into, into college football, uh, it's always kind of been us, Oregon and Utah, I know that, you know, there's kind of Stanford history in there too, but kind of us three, like, kind of vying for the, that, that Pac-12 spot. So, um, yeah, it's always been a, a huge uh, game to play against them. You know, they're physical. They're, they've always been running ball. Like, their brand has been their brand, you know, for about 20 years. They have Whittingham. So, um, yeah, um, I always remember the, the amount of work that it takes just to be prepared to play them. And so, uh um, more specifically to that game, I remember, you know, just uh, how solidified we were as a team, just in terms of all we all we were able to see was each other. And even then, it was like, you know, someone sneezed, and it's like, all right, dude, get out of here. You know what I mean? So, so um, yeah, it's like I remember, I remember uh, the back-to-back sacks that led to the the final touchdown. Um, I was I was happy enough on the first sack, and uh, like, you know, I'm celebrating, and and Elijah Moden like. Damn near grabs my jersey and he's like, do it again. You know I mean, and I was just like, like just hearing him, you know, say that to me and like that trust and that ever and like the love that we had already, like in uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it was like, all right, man, like yeah, let's do it. You know, split the double team and did it again. So yeah, I just remember that the amount of uh, motivation we had uh, just within within the team um, to, to do the University of Proud. You know, we only had what quarter of the stands with cardboard cutouts and things like that and pumped in crowd noise yeah so it was really it really felt like us against the world and that night you know uh 21-0 at half you know what i mean so yeah i remember that's probably one of my most fond memories uh, even even though we were missing husky nation behind us that night yeah i, I know it was a different staff and they probably weren't talking one and oh necessarily but just as far as the life experience what is coming back from 21 down just chopping away getting that win you know how do you carry that with you into into here down the stretch as you try to to go one and oh yeah i think uh so everyone knows about our slate here in November. Um, you know, we were able to get our first one here uh, last week. And we got, you know, two tough back-to-back opponents coming up. So um, I think uh, just the notion of, you know, kind of stay 1-0 and and you can't overlook anybody. But at the same time, understanding what we're proving here, you know, um, respect everyone, fear none, you know. So uh, we understand what they're bringing to the table, but we understand that uh, they also have to play us. So. Can you give me a, a preview of Utah's offense and, and just what you see specifically this year, the way they run the football? Yeah, um, obviously they got a, a beautiful running game. They're able to even pull the 28 out from defense and run to run their wildcat. Uh, I think uh, they have a is 16 starting. Um, he, I think he's got it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, talk about one and then, sure. they're, like, disrespect the other. But, um, no, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, they both have uh, bring different elements to the game. Obviously, um, the other one's a little bit more of a runner. But uh, he's cap- they're both capable of, of doing what they need to do. You know, they've beaten good opponents. They've been they probably played a, a tougher slate up to this point than us in, in, some, in some people's eyes. So, um, yeah, they're not coming to play. You know, um, they never do. Uh, whether they're having a good year or a bad year, it's it's always kind of feel like there's not bad blood, but you know, kind of play with that extra edge between these two programs. So, yeah, best luck. Appreciate it, Grigoris. Hey, as a kicker, whether it was growing up or in high school or whatever, how do you learn how to kind of keep calm in in big moments when you're kicking in front of 
you know, now at the college level, 70,000 plus people sometimes. I guess it just comes with experience, you know. I mean, our, our high school team had some big games, so just keep your mind quiet, I guess. Just with a couple opportunities, you, you get used to it. You kind of learn how to just quiet your mind. Any other, I mean, any, like, tips or tricks to to accomplish that, to get to that point when, when you're coming up? Just don't think too much. Yeah. You know, you got stress or training. Your body knows it better than your mind, really. So if you can quiet quiet that up, you know, your body will do, do its job. So as long as you don't over, overdo it, change up anything. Why was Washington the place for you when you were a free agent? Um, well, the coaches really felt felt like home, away from home, kind of, you know, Coach DeBoer, Coach Schmidt, Coach Crane, all did a great job of, you know, creating a family culture, and I appreciated that, especially being, you know, a couple states away. I just think, you know, the perspective that they held and the knowledge that this would be a, a big-time program going forward definitely made an impact. When you hit that, the 43-yarder, I guess it was, against USC, did you know right away that, that you got it? It seemed like it was kind of, uh, it seemed like maybe you weren't quite sure in terms of your body language for a second there. Yeah, I hit it well. I was I was aimed pretty much straight forward, so it was a little, a little right of center. So I was a little nervous at first, but, I, you know, it, it stayed true, and it, the ball flight stayed true, so it was, it was good. You talked about kind of quieting your mind. When you're in a road stadium that's sold out like that, big atmosphere, did you hear, what did you hear going into that kick? Do you, do you hear the outside noise, or is it kind of, are you able to kind of play? I heard a couple block that kick before I started my steps, but once I go back into my takeaway, I kind of just black out. You know, I'm sure other kickers would say the same thing, but, you know, you kind of just black out. After you kick the ball, you wake up, and you're like, you see the ball, and you're like, all right, we're good. The way that you started, did you play soccer growing up, or did you always know you wanted to be a, a football kicker? How did you kind of work your way into that? I, I'd always wanted to play professional soccer okay. since I was, I think, four or five. That was, that was my sport. So I started freshman year of high school. I didn't have any expectations, but I started kicking a little bit, and I was decent at it. So I was like, you know, I could probably go a little further in football than soccer coming out of high school, so kind of stuck with that. You know, I love football, too. I've always been football, fan, but I kind of switched it up a little bit in high school, and here we are. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.